So maybe things are broken down with your child because you need to improve your communication style. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're continuing our conversation about ways to improve communication when things are broken down. And we're talking about things you can do to improve it. Because you know what? There's a lot you can do. So let's dive in. So we're continuing our conversation about ways to improve communication with our child or teenager. And, you know, no matter how bad things are, there's always a way to things to get better. And, you know, maybe you need professional guidance. Nobody ever regrets getting help. They only regret when they don't. And don't just plop your kid in with therapy. Get your butt in there too and learn ways to improve things because we have to talk in a way that our kids can hear us. And as you heard me say in the last episode, it's not their responsibility to meet us where we are at. It's our responsibility to meet them where they are at. And there are many reasons why, as we talked about, that some kids struggle with communication and our neurodivergent kids, our kids with learning and processing and emotional issues are not going to be as good communicators. It's going to require a whole lot of patience from us. No fun, but it's our reality and we love those buggers. That is what it is. So let's continue talking about strategies. I really hope this is making you feel hopeful, giving you some tools. I want you to get your butt in gear and try one or two of these. Active listening is on the top of my list because you probably should start there. So let's create opportunities for open dialogue. The thing that you heard me talk about is that I knew that if I put Max as a hostage in the back of my car, he would talk to me. And that was a great place. The other place I think is an amazing opportunity for communication, particularly our neurodivergent kids, is through physical activity, tossing a ball, going for a nature walk. I also love crafts. I think crafts, my boys are crafters. I could tell my 18-year-old, like, let's go to this thing. And, you know, he'd be like, oh, this is great. You know, painting, anything that's really taking the mind out of that issue that's in the forefront is very, very helpful. And that it's a great opportunity for conversation. Obviously, big conversations are going to have to happen in private. Be mindful of what you choose. But conversations don't just happen. You have to put the time around it. There's got to be, it's not just quality time, it's the quantity of time you spend with kids. Really important. Okay, we just want to show empathy. I don't care how annoyed we are at our kids, because boy, sometimes they can be annoying. Sometimes they're just so fun. But this is real talk from Dr. Rowe. We're not going to paint a picture of parenting being like, wow, every day is the best. Some days are hard, peeps. So we have to have, we have to put our big girl or big boy panties on underwear. And we have to be as empathetic as possible. It is not easy to be a kid today. I'm sure we felt the same way. And even just think about where your kid is developmentally, whether they're little or in puberty or they're a young adult, wherever they are, it's just harder today. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of access to Kids, like they don't get to not be on their phones or 
you know, all these things that make it where there's, they always have to be on a lot of pressures on them. So having empathy is helpful. Empathy does not mean you are saying it's okay that you punch your sister. No. Empathy is really about those validations that things are hard. Um, it's not an excuse. It just helps you to connect on an emotional level. And when you have a kid that's angry or irritable, they don't access all their emotions. So empathy is important. We want to avoid ultimatums. If you don't do this, then this will happen. Ultimatums are very different than clear boundaries, right? I think everything should be earned. I think everything should be set up in advance. And it's like, here are the things that you should do. And here are the outcomes. Ultimatums are exactly what it sounds like. It's really almost like bribing somebody. Those constant, like, if you don't do this, you're going to be blah, blah, blah in your room for three weeks. Oh, God, I had a friend, her mother. Oh, my Lord. She was always putting that poor girl in um, grounding her. And it was like, I'd be like, Trisha, are you almost done with grounding? And she would be like in week seven of it. And she would do something. I don't even think she did anything that bad. We weren't angels, so I'm not going to lie. And then she would get it again. There was one time I swear I didn't see her for 12 weeks. And I was like, can she just come over? Like, we're not even doing anything like just for dinner. Nope. Tough times, right? Just a constant, constant punishment. I don't think she learned anything. I can tell you that. She's a lovely person, but went through a hard time. Humor, my number one favorite. I think humor is a wonderful way to diffuse pretty much anything. That and a good old heart emoji. Everybody who knows me knows I'd use purple heart emoji. But humor is a great way when something is just about to explode using humor. But you have to be using humor all the time. I was with my friends and my bestie, Shelly, was here and we literally... I don't even, we barely have a normal conversation. We're just constantly funny with each other. And we're just always very sarcastic. And our other friend was like, are you bothered by that? And Shelly was like, what? I love this. I love Ro. We have the best time together. I was like, thank God, Shelly, because you'd tell me if I wasn't. She's like, of course I tell you. And then she wanted to tell me she's always right because she is always right. Anyway, but using humor is got to be something that's agreed upon for both of you, right? Some people a little more sensitive. I certainly love sarcasm. The Hodges are like ridiculously sarcastic and my kids are too and I love it. But it's a great way to open up communication and diffuse those big feelings and get really what's underneath it. Is this you? Homework struggles, short attention spans, calls from the school, a snarky attitude. But what if there was a simple, tasty way to help? Meet Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. This delicious elixir fuels young minds, promotes calmness and concentration. Put the joy back into your family life and learning with Neurotastic. Go to drrosean.com forward slash magnesium. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com forward slash magnesium to get on our wait list for the Neurotastic Early Founders specials that you'll just never see again. That's drrosean.com forward slash magnesium. 
being consistent. So communication requires a consistency. You can't just be all of a sudden start something completely new and then switch to something else. Even when you're bringing these tools in, you're going to do it softly. You're going to pick one or two and you're going to actually use them. That's important. Your kids crave consistency. I don't care if they're 20 or they're two. It's just much more observable. When we think about when we go off routine with a toddler, oh, they let you know in a way that you're like, well, that's because I should have did this. And somehow we think it's different when they're 15, but they want it too. Encourage positive communication. So, you know, when your kid is communicating something to you and maybe you don't even like it, but they're, you know, using positive words, they're just keeping things open. Um, Maybe they're calling you out on the carpet. Always encourage that positive communication, right? (laughs) You know, last night, John Carla was like, are we only having burgers? There's no sides. And I was like, no sides unless you make it. (laughs) And we started laughing so hard. So uh, I'm recovering from a pneumonia. And so they knew not to ask. But normally, they're so used to me. I love to cook. It's my love language. I didn't say, how dare you or this or that. We just laughed about it. Now, that's our regular. But positive communication, we have to lead with it. Even when somebody's cranky, it's up to us to control our reaction to it. And our kids are looking for us to be their anchor. And I'm hoping that all of you have a tribe around you, whether that's a partner, grandparent, somebody that can really help you diffuse some of those feelings that even come up with you, which are perfectly normal. But you can't live there. When something is a bother, you have to address it. I'm really hoping these communication tips and tools are really going to help better their relationship with your child. We all entered into this parenting with this idea that it was going to be so easy and our kids were going to, you know, basically could be raised by wolves. That's just not the reality. And it means that, you know, we have to go into our toolbox and actually use the tools. And I promise you, when you use these tools, they work. Parenting is so hard and there are many ups and downs. Just know that even if things feel like they're really stuck with your kid, they're not listening to you, maybe you're yelling a lot. It's going to be okay when you take a step towards improving communication. It's going to take time, but you got this. 